Hello. Hello. What can I say about the Nihilus Spasm Band? A ball of noise. A ball of purely Canadian noise. Uniqueness at its finest. Many of them come from visual arts backgrounds, which seems to open up a different perspective on music making. These guys are rebels, thinkers, and national treasures. Look them up. Over 50 years making oddball music in this country, it was a great pleasure as part two of the extra special Industry Tactics Christmas special. This is a conversation I had with visual artist and founding member of the Nihilus Spasm Band from our talk in 2004, the school of nihilist kazooistry. Damn, would I love to go there. Let's all go there now and study. This is my chat with John Boyle. Enjoy. member of the Nihilist Spasm Band, the noisiest musical act in the history of Canada. Describe your artistic philosophy, if you will. You like that? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Um. Hmm. Um. I personally like to be am an intuitive artist because I um, I want to discover um, what uh, went into me in order to uh, to realize what will come out of me, mm-hmm. and um, so um, I try to absorb as um, many um, as many inputs and influences as I can. And then I try to control uh, what I do with them as little as possible. Uh, I don't know what that means, but... uh, um, Oh, God. (laughs) I just... um, That's a... I don't have a philosophy. That's good. Good. Because you're a nihilist, right? I guess so, yeah. At the end of the day, we were just discussing the... um, I went down to the London Art Gallery in May of this year and saw, uh, you know, the Greg Curnow exhibit. Actually, was that all the Nihilist art? 
Uh, it wasn't um, just Greg Kernow. Was oh, it? oh, I okay. Well, I wasn't sure which exhibition you saw. I guess you saw the, the Greg mural. Kernow. It might have been. Yeah. Yes, it was a, a Greg Kernow exhibition organized by the Art Gallery of Ontario. Yes. And then it traveled to London. So that's Greg, but he was, uh, of course, a member, founding member as well right. of the Nihilist Spasm Band. Um, but, um, and we were talking about a mural that he did for the, call, uh, for the Dorval uh, Airport mm -hmm. in uh, Montreal and a long time ago. Uh, I don't remember whether it was the late 60s or early 70s, and the mural was banned by the airport authority. Um, they wanted him to cover it. He went down to install it, and they wanted him to cover it up um, until he would agree to remove certain sections of the mural. Yeah. And the offending sections were a gentleman who looked uh, suspiciously like Lyndon Johnson, who uh, I find American presidents are really forgettable once they're they're gone. But and uh, so many people might not even remember who he is. But mm -hmm. uh, at the time. Uh, the American president was the most important man in Canada, and Greg had him um, being drawn into the propeller of the uh, the uh, dirigible, and uh, being chopped up, and he had comments like uh, uh, how glad he was to get back to Canada after a trip to the to the United States to hear Albert Eiler, that's who it was, mm -hmm. uh, jazz music, jazz concert. And they wanted the comment about being glad to get back to Canada uh, removed because that might be offensive to Americans. Mm. And it just seemed like to me that that was really, really bending over backwards, looking for insult where none exists. Right. That it's uh, if it's offensive to Americans that um, that uh, you're glad to get back to your own country. Mm -hmm. So that just tells a lot about the environment in which we work. Uh, but uh, Greg, Greg was a visual artist uh, primarily, and so am I, and so was Murray Favreau in the group. Right. Others were librarians and whatever. So the Spasm Band is a different uh, part of our uh, creative life. Uh, I don't think any of us thought of us, ourselves as musicians. Um, and... Um, um, even um, the other night, yet last night in London, the last Monday night at the Forest City Gallery uh, in London, mm -hmm. uh, the um, we were I were talking about um, the how the Forest City Gallery will deal with the band in future, mm -hmm. and I referred to us as artists, and some of the band members don't just don't believe that they don't think we're artists; they were just guys who play in a band you know, <laughs> it's, uh, for fun. Mm -hmm. And we are guys who play in a band for fun. But for me, the process is uh, the same as making the visual art. It's, um, uh, it's floundering around uh, uh, for an idea, uh, coming up with something, and, um, and, uh, and then executing it, and then either being happy or unhappy with what you've done. Mm -hmm. um, so it just the the sort of urge to create something, yes. uh, and is is I I think what art what what creativity is about. You just want to make something new in the world, and um, and then you start thinking about um, uh, what will I make, mm. and uh, um, uh, for me and I think for the others too, it, um, we wanted it to be a personal. Uh, statement. Uh, 
And um, so that meant being very uh, inward looking in some senses uh, for inspiration and allowing the intuition to digest and, um, and, um, and then spit out the material. Uh, and then allowing your hands to just uh, work with uh, what comes out. Um, now, I, I don't know if that's clear or not, but okay. it's opposed, for example, to the approach of um, studying um, uh, what, how uh, other people have made art or music or mm -hmm. improvisation, etc., uh, in the case of the spasm band, let's say John Zorn, mm -hmm. and um, and seeing what he's done, what he's come up with, his conducting, uh, uh, conducted improvisation ideas and um, uh, uh, intervals, um, uh, as opposed to just um, a constant sound and mm -hmm. and whatever, uh, the instruments that he uh, chooses to use. Uh, study the instruments, learn how to do them, learn how to imitate what he does, and then try to move on from there and advance maybe what he as your your hero or exemplar has done uh, to a new level. Mm -hmm. and that's a valid approach. That's one way you can do things. But uh, for us... Um, uh, we didn't want to do that because of the nature, uh, in part because of the nature of the country in which we live, mm. a country that wants you to remove, I was so glad to get home from a mural because it might be offensive to somebody else. Uh, so here we're too easily intimidated, especially by American influences. Mm. And uh, we produce an awful lot of artists in uh, every field who basically are are very good imitators of uh, of original people elsewhere, uh, but can't carry it to another level mm -hmm. because all they know is learning how to do what the master has done. You know, mm -hmm. they, they never figured out how the master did it in the first place. You know, <laughs> right. so um, well put. So here, you know, we're just too easily, um, too easily uh, intimidated, um, and so the the formula that the band came up with was, which was almost entirely accidental, but it was <laughs> to uh, have a group of interesting but dissimilar people um, uh, build instruments, uh, whatever instruments they want, and then uh, play together. Uh, without having ever any of us ever studied how to make music or how to improvise, you know, of course we've heard other music. Right. We all had different tastes, but um, so we threw ourselves together with these instruments, and each person could go in any direction that their imagination took them, and uh, the other people had to respond to the instruments, and then we get together and play. What do we play? Um, well, we had to do something, and we just sort of started making noises and sounds. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, some, I think, um, uh, positive uh, compulsion within us dictated that we should not go off and learn how to do it, that we should just keep doing it. And if we're not happy with the way it was today, then next week we try it again and uh, <laughs> and see if we can uh, uh, make it a little more satisfactory to ourselves, and uh, that worked. And uh, we began to know when we played well and when we didn't play well, although we would be really hard pressed to explain 
why it was good tonight and wasn't good uh, the other night. And in fact, we really rarely discussed even um, the what made it good or what didn't or how it should be changed or, you know, advising someone else that they uh, should change what they're doing because it's messing up what we're doing. Um, we just had fun. Mm -hmm. So some of them compared it to a conversation. I'm not, it's a, there are comparisons, mm -hmm. but just a group of people sitting down to uh, talk about stuff with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, in our case, it was much better to do it without someone saying, all right, gents, the topic for discussion tonight will be the capture of Saddam Hussein. Or, you know, we just went, go wherever, it, wherever um, each of our seven or eight uh, separate um, ex experience banks uh, mm -hmm. impel us. So... That's what we do. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Hold on. Hold this thought. Uh-huh. I had a paranoid thought. Mm-hmm. It's not recording? No. Hold on, I didn't record that. Are you okay? Uh, what, makes you ha what makes you happy about the state of music in Canada today? Hmm. <clears throat> well... My first impulse was to say I'm not very happy about the state you of music. You can't, no, because I, I, um, my, what I did is I divided the question up. Mm -hmm. What annoys you about the state of music today in Canada is number 10. <laughs> but I thought we'd start with, because I'm so bitter about right. the state of everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what makes you, is there anything that makes you happy about the state of music of Canada? Well, there are a lot of people uh, doing interesting things. Um, but it's very difficult to get to find out what they're doing. You almost have to make it a life's work. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I think I, over dinner, um, I mentioned uh, Nabi Kabota playing at the No Music Festival in London. Mm -hmm. Well, I had never seen him play before uh, alone, you know, solo. And um, um, I've known him uh, uh, at least slightly uh, since about 1968 or so. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yet he spent all this time, as I have, and uh, you know, doing things, um, doing performances here and there. So, uh, how do you find out? It's um, mm. um, and it, it's the same in uh, visual art. Mm -hmm. I know some uh, wonderful artists. In fact, I think that they're among the best the country has ever produced, and they're totally unknown. And probably will remain totally unknown uh, because the the cognizanti are focused elsewhere. Their mm -hmm. gaze is to the south or to Europe or or whatever, and they just can't see them. Uh, and I think I suspect that's the case in music. So basically, that's a long-winded way of saying I'm not familiar enough with the what's uh, going on in music in Canada. Right. But I can say that I'm I don't have much interest in entertainment. Okay. Um, and that's nothing against entertainment, but um, entertainment is sort of like a way of killing time, hmm. and uh, I don't want to kill my time, and I don't care how how you know how many backflips Celine Dion can do with her voice. It's wonderful what she does with her voice, but um, you know once is enough for me, hmm. and uh, so I want to see, I want to hear what. Uh, 
uh, zany things that people are doing. I want to hear stuff that comes out of uh, people's insides. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and I don't get to hear it very often. But there, there, are, um, there are a few. Uh, I'm going to have trouble remembering their names, so... Al, Al Neal, I think, mm -hmm. uh, Vancouver um, crazy pianist guy. I remember uh, liking his stuff a lot. Um, Nobby Kubota, I really, really enjoyed what he did uh, at the uh, No Music Festival with a box full of toys, uh, little little horns and uh, whistles and t and literally toys and pieces of metal and junk and garbage and dolls. Yeah. Um, shoving his hands in, pulling them out, rattling them for a little bit, and throwing them back in, shoving his hands in again, squeaking and squawking and squealing with his voice. I really like uh, uh, what Paul Dutton does with his voice. Again, uh, Paul Dutton is a guy that I've encountered uh, uh, over the years. Right now, he's with CCMC. Mm -hmm. um, Mike Snow, Paul Dutton, and John Oswald, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Years ago, he was with the Four Horsemen. And just about a week ago, we found an old uh, uh, video, um, Poetry in Motion, it was called a film. Yeah. Uh, and they showed a little clip of the Four Horsemen, and it was fantastic. Um, and uh, the one guy, uh, oh, B.P. Nickel is, I think it was B.P. Nickel, yeah, is gone now. And um, so they came and went, and I just see them last week on a, a video, a film, a video yeah. of a film. Yeah. Um, never saw them in the flesh. Uh, Owen Sound was another group of, uh, of um, vocal uh, sound musicians uh, that I have never heard, still have never heard. I only mm -hmm. heard about them, uh, partly, I guess, because I don't live in Toronto. So um, there are some people that I've seen and that I really admire, uh, especially if they're not imitating yeah. uh, some hero from somewhere else. And, um, uh, and I know that out there, there are uh, thousands more doing really terrific things, even if it's only briefly. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wish I could find out what they're doing. Uh, Intersystems, by the way, was another another one that I really admired, mm -hmm. um, and they are have metamorphosed into something else now. So uh, I'm not being very helpful, Paul Schaefer, or rather Paul Schaefer. <laughs> Paul Schaefer, <laughs> not him. Armory Schaefer, uh, who you were talking to today. Right. Um, I really uh, admire him. Um, so um, the the people in um, in Newfoundland that uh, I met um, the Black uh, Ox mm -hmm. uh, and the late uh, Don Wary were um, what I liked about them was they had a sense of humor, especially Don Wary, and I think that's indispensable um, oh. for the making of art of any kind. If a person is deadly serious, uh, don't waste your time. <laughs> right on, right Go on. somewhere else. Right on. Actually, I asked Schaefer the same question this morning, and, and, and he said it's just integral that you, and that he says that's part of the problem with organizations like mm -hmm. the TSO, not to slander the TSO, I mean, mm -hmm. but he says they, 
he wrote a piece for them where they just didn't have the ability really to laugh at themselves. And I think that's, mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think, does humor belong? In, so obviously you said yes, it does belong in, in, in what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, it is hated in the visual art world too, humor. Oh, yeah. You're not humor. taken seriously. I mean, it, mm -hmm. that's the joke of it. I think, right? Yeah, one of the few people who's gotten away with it in uh, in Canadian visual art and I guess uh, mu music as right. well is Mike Snow. Right. Um, uh, and Greg Kerno did as well, although people tried to punish him for it. But you can get away with it if you escape uh, Canada, if you go and build a name for yourself outside of Canada, because then all of the Canadian power brokers are intimidated by your your foreign credentials, and they'll accept um, your zaniness or your um, laughing at yourself or your laughing at them. But, yeah, um, yeah, I, you're right. Once you mm -hmm. legitimate, legitimize the, the zaniness, then all of a sudden it becomes serious. Mm -hmm. But you were joking all along. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They love to talk about uh, rigor. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I sort of stifle a laugh every time I hear it. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, mm -hmm. a sense of humor is, uh, is I think, really essential, even about serious uh, subjects. I would imagine a problem in, in for, for musicians yes. working within the rules of the music world um, would be the divide between uh, creative musicians and interpretive musicians. Yeah. Um, you know, the interpretive musician uh, has uh, a, a palpable um, goal that, right. that uh, he or she strives toward and, and uh, can achieve, you know, by being as, uh, being as um, dazzling as, uh, as uh, whoever, Yo-Yo um, <laughs> Ma right. or something like that. Um, or doing doing the piece as well as somebody else did, or even better than someone else did, but the creative thing is a whole different uh, set of problems. And if the if the um, interpretive musician is doing a new piece, it must be a hell of a problem for them because they're so steeped in in just trying to match uh, or ex or surpass previous interpretations of a known piece mm -hmm. to have to deal with something brand new. And to deal with the um, kinds of you know irony or, or um, you know the the ideas of the composer um, that can't be uh, easily evaluated because they're new, mm -hmm. um, so right. it's, it's scary for them and difficult. And uh, I bet there aren't many orchestras that could uh, handle that. Uh, there was there was a. Um, someone at the London Ontario Symphony Orchestra who wanted to do a piece with the spasm band mm -hmm. and I think his idea was to have composed sections and then uh, like a half blank page <laughs> where, yeah. the, where the spasm band would uh, fill Excellent. in. But <laughs> um, oh my gosh, you got to do it. <laughs> so, um, by the way, I had a, um, <laughs> a, a, a an artist, Milan Kanijak, um, a Fluxus uh, member, sort of famous artist, Czech artist, yeah. who composed a piece for me, kazoo and uh, and uh, orchestra, but I never played it because I can't do music and I've never, oh, encountered, really? a, I never encountered a group of um, <laughs> people, but I'll have to dig it out and show it to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm.
Neato. Maybe you can arrange yeah, the yeah, performance. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, can you describe the love affair you and other members of the group have uh, with, with noise music? Um, and why do you prefer this kind, this sort of anti-structure and noise uh, with what you do? Um, what was the first part of the question again? I'm sorry. If you could um, describe your love affair with with oh. um, with noise music. Okay. Um, well, I think it's just it's just the excitement of doing new stuff. I've become addicted mm -hmm. to it because of my own um, uh, art. <clears throat> just making um, making new images that have never existed in the world before, um, and uh, you know, in a sense, that's a sort of conservative approach because I'm making images that are semi recognizable. Some people would argue I should be doing abstract stuff that um, mm. so you, there is nothing. Uh, you can grab hold of and but anyway, um, hmm. I'm making. Um, uh, new things in my visual art and so that I just can't imagine you know doing a copy of a, a Rembrandt or a Tom Thompson or something <laughs> like that or even a copy of something I've done in in the past um, it's too much like work and yeah. really that's uh, you know Making art is play for for a person like me anyway. Yeah, so I've gotten to play all my adult life um, and occasionally uh, uh, Infrequently, I suppose Get paid for it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Well, that's a good that's a really good point the idea that you're playing and in, 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 in music We say you, you play music. We used to mm -hmm. say that right, but I mean right how many musicians do do I know that are actually playing music and having fun with it? It just it does. It seems like something like work. Now they say perform more yeah. than play. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you you guys prove that you're having fun with it. You, there's no doubt in my mind when I see you play that mm -hmm. you're having fun. Oh yeah, like last night was a, really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the the second piece we did went on for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> I may not have been fun for an audience, I guess, but for, for us it was really fun. Well, I like, what you, I like what you bring to the table to an audience. You make the audience think, which is a mm. rarity in itself, but I always see, I always like um, exposing audiences to your music because I, I almost as an anthropological study to see how they're going to react to you guys, and you guys don't give a damn. That's the beauty of it. You, you right? <laughs> you're so involved with doing what you do, mm -hmm. right? Yes, that's right. Uh, and all, <laughs> but also we, uh, I don't know why it is, but we've just uh, we have become very confident about what we. Yeah, do you are. It's apparent because we know uh, we we just know with absolute certainty when we've done it right. And when we've done something really terrific, yeah. And um, so it doesn't matter what other people are. We're, there, are, there are six of us now. That's a quorum. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we know, and we're all, you know, pretty bright um, people. And um, uh, we know when we've succeeded. And if um, other people don't, they have a problem. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, that's that's true. That that's, uh, but. Um, yeah, it's it's making uh, something new um, uh, and exciting, mm -hmm. and um, but also in my personal um, my personal uh, a 
thing that I have is that I have an abhorrence of uh, manipulative uh, art. Um, stuff that is intended to make uh, an audience weep or intended oh. to make them uh, uh, angry or intended to make the audience um, aware of the oppression of uh, women or, in, or, or men or gays or, uh, mm. or a racial group or something. Um, you know, this sort of didactic uh, art. Um, and I know again that it, there are instances of great works that are uh, of didactic art. Right. But personally, I have a, an abhorrence of it. I don't like being told what to think by people. Uh, I prefer to discuss things with them and uh, figure it out for myself if they're yeah. um, or disagree with them. And um, hmm. so, uh, um, with the um, with the band. Um, we're not into crowd control. Uh, we don't care if they start moshing or, or uh, dancing or have a good time. Or we like them to have a good time, but we'd like them to be uh, creative in the, the way that they respond, uh, yeah. too. In, in, uh, as we're creative in the way that we're doing it. Mm. And if they come back, they'll never hear the same thing again. Uh, and they'll have to respond in a different way and in a creative way. So, um, so anyway, that's a personal thing that I mm -hmm. have. Well <coughs> uh, did I get stray completely away from the question? No, 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 you did good. <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom uh, for growing Canadian artists um, who, like myself, would, would like to evolve the weird side in their music? Do you think there's a potential... Do you think it's possible for an artist today to to um, fully develop, you know, the, the three, uh, <laughs> you know, to fully develop into, into a good Canadian weirdo. Yeah, yeah, it, it is certainly is, is possible. Um, but we live in a, in a country of weirdos, except they're kind right. of unpleasant weirdos in some ways. But, yeah. um, you know, you really do. You really, I think it's very, very important to develop uh, an awareness of who you are and where you are and what the place is like. Um, uh, because, um, you know, otherwise you're, you're just very naive and you're blundering in the world thinking that you're um, an equal uh, human being like everyone else and, and you can uh, mm -hmm. accomplish stuff. When in fact everybody carries um, baggage, you know, if you've been bitten by a dog when you're uh, a toddler, you're going to be afraid of dogs all your life. That's going to color your, you know, what you do. Mm -hmm. And whenever you encounter dogs, you're going to react differently from most people. Mm -hmm. And we grew up in um, Canada. And this is a, uh, um, it's been said a million times, and, and uh, each new prime minister keeps saying it's no longer true, but we are a colonial um, country. Uh, all of our experience is uh, uh, colonial mm -hmm. um, up to the present day. And, and when we shed one uh, master, we sought another, uh, or we were given another, and if we weren't given another, we sought another. And um, as the... The, um, um, so we've always looked outside of uh, our own population and mm -hmm. our own uh, um, uh, experience bank 
uh, for inspiration and example. Um, and um, that's a dangerous uh, path to take, you know. Sure, you can go, Canadian actors can go to Hollywood and pass themselves off as Americans right. and do it very well and right, yeah. succeed as well as the, as the Americans. And, as, and no one would ever know they weren't Americans if they didn't tell them. Um, but um, I think you have to really uh, uh, study uh, uh, our situation as a community of people in the world yeah. and then go out into the world uh, knowing who you are and knowing what your weaknesses and strengths are. So one of our weaknesses is that we are, uh, have a strong tendency to be very imitative of other people, to be very happy with the... Uh, pat on the head like the dog you know at the that fetches the ball hmm. um, we exchanged um, a space program of our own uh, for making um, uh, uh, parts for an American space program mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, sending up crew member a crew member among uh, you know an American team where all of the objectives of the mission and everything are, are American. Uh, and we take part. And, oh, isn't that terrific? We're good enough to be up there with the Americans and to make a part for this uh, rocket ship that worked and mm -hmm. didn't, uh, didn't kill anybody. And that is an accomplishment. But um, <laughs> uh, the, the little incident I'm thinking of is yeah. that uh, bull guy who was, who was uh, building a gun that was going to shoot up small satellites in uh, out west and mm -hmm. uh, the government uh, under pressure from the Americans uh, scrapped the program and then opted to make nuts and bolts for the American program uh, and that guy went off and had some other misadventures but so um, hmm. so uh, you have to be aware of that and I think I think anyway that you have to resist the negative um, yeah. uh, side and for me, that's uh, trying not to be overly influenced, especially by Americans. <laughs> no, you, guys, you guys are a prime example of how to do that. I mean, you, mm. you set the groundwork in a way on, on how to remain independent in, you know, in, a, in a tough time, I guess, right? Uh, well, uh, how to be original. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. If, if, if you won't admit anything else about the Nihilus Spasm Band, uh, you have to admit that it's original. Right. original. Right. You can say it's original garbage and who needs more garbage in the world or whatever you uh, care to say, but, um, but we are original and it was because we denied ourselves um, uh, the uh, exemplars, like I said, of, uh, from elsewhere. And also, yeah. especially, we didn't bring in um, an expert from uh, <laughs> from the world of improvisation to uh, lead us <laughs> and yeah. guide us and uh, instruct us. So, um, uh, I think originality uh, really counts for something. Uh, it's uh, if you can produce one uh, Bach. Um, for me, that's a much greater uh, accomplishment than producing um, a thousand Yo-Yo Ma's. Mm -hmm. Not that I have anything against Yo-Yo Ma; he's wonderful. But and in fact, he's quite an original interpreter. I shouldn't. I don't mean to put him down at all. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking yes. about the creator of uh, of the new work. I think that's really important. So.
Did a fan just go off? Yes. Uh, wow. the, the furnace, is that bad? It is bad, it's I guess. It's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so nice and quiet. <laughs> It'll come back on. I could turn down the thermostat. Oh, no. It, it, well, it's fine now, but yeah. I'm hoping that it won't come on again for a while. Sorry. No, don't be. Um. If we start to shivering, I'll turn it back on. Fair enough. So you do think it's possible then to develop good, clean Canadian weirdos? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, now, where, where do they go to school? Um, that's another problem. I'm not a good person to talk to about that because uh, sure I are. didn't go to school. Good, you talk. Uh, <laughs> where do they go to school? Where does a weirdo go to school? I, um, or where does an original person go? Well, I, I dreamed of uh, setting up a, a school of uh, kazooistry, and of nihilist kazooistry, and uh, accepting, uh, you know, three students uh, for periods of five years uh, each. And, uh, you know, the first year they would sit silently <laughs> and observe. And, um, <laughs> but, so they could study with me. <laughs> but it'll cost them. <laughs> right, right. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I never studied visual art, uh, and uh, I'm uh, quite happy with the <laughs> the outcome of that. Uh, I have seen uh, many, many uh, really people. You know what I kids that I thought were really creative um, people with drive and energy and who wanted to be artists. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were wrong-headed initially, you know, it had silly, foolish ideas about what was an artist. They go off to art school and they're destroyed by the uh, art school, mm -hmm. where at least again in Canada, they'll be taught. I'm thinking of one guy at the moment actually who um, went to a, a university art uh, program in uh, Toronto. At the time, thick abstraction was just going out of fashion in New York. Uh, abstract painting mm -hmm. with thick, thickly applied um, paint. Mm. And so all the teachers, always with an eye on New York, were teaching the students to do thick abstra abstract uh, painting. And this kid did it really well. He won every prize in the school, and he had a show, you know, the, that they give to the best student, and uh, mm. and uh, and then he was uh, he was uh, ground out the other end of the uh, the production line into the real world, <clears throat> and of course by then it took him five years to get through art school. Mm -hmm. By then, uh, thick abstraction was history. They were doing flat abstraction in in New York, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, he couldn't adjust. He couldn't. He he. All he could do was his thick abstraction painting, mm. and um, uh, he was a wreck. He was he. Um, I saw him weeping in in pubs a couple mm. of times, and uh, uh, you know why don't they love me anymore? And <laughs> I'm doing this great stuff, and and they used to think it was terrific, and they don't anymore. And uh, what more can I do? And and uh, of course, uh, he ended up in a very short time, just no longer doing art at all. He just works in an, a sort of ancillary uh, industry. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, uh, I don't, um, 
I don't really recommend uh, schools, but I, again, I think there are things that schools can teach. It's mostly technical stuff. Yeah. They can't teach creative stuff. I'm no. sorry. They can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they can in any creative field. But they can teach you how to make silkscreen prints, you know, how to do the all that technical stuff or how yeah. to work with bronze or... Uh, or how to read music, of course, or mm -hmm. write music and, uh, you know, do all the notation, the um, stuff, but uh, music theory. But um, they can't teach you how to, uh, how to do new things. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I, I, I think that people should just uh, um, probably develop a better uh, knack than I do for rooting out uh, weird stuff in uh, Canada and in the world. And I guess now with computers, with which I'm not very conversant, it's easier to do that. You can find a lot more stuff. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> a lot of people found us, the Spasm Band, through computers and get to hear a little sample of the music and whatever without ever having uh, or even knowing where London, Ontario is. Mm -hmm. So... Um, um, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I would, um, whatever the, uh, um, I, I, maybe you can't go to school to learn to be a weirdo. <laughs> maybe it's not possible. Or if you go to school, you just have to really be strong in keeping that, uh, weirdo sensibility yeah. foremost in your mind. Yeah. And you have to have the strength to reject what they're uh, oh, uh, telling you. For myself, it's been a personal struggle to they can take everything away except for that like mm -hmm. if they do they they win mm -hmm. yeah, yeah they crush clinging it. to it like don't <laughs> depending on the teachers too yeah, they yeah. they uh, uh they will uh, crush you if they right. can and i can think of a again one particular teacher at the moment but uh, all the students uh, in in his class did fantastic etchings mm -hmm. They all looked like his etchings. Yeah. That was one thing I brought up earlier that John Cage said that you, usually um, what teachers do is teach their kid or their students to, to, to make their work in the same style as themselves because they're not confident enough to let the students actually develop their own voices or their own, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, you see it too often. Mm -hmm. Imitators mm -hmm. of the teachers who are just imitating. Right. Others, usually, it's very difficult to... Mm -hmm. But it would be an interesting project, though, Yeah. to have a Nihilist Spasm Band school. Right on. With uh, art A Nihilist Spasm School, yeah, yeah, yeah. Art yeah. teaching how to build a pipe and yeah. how to water pipe and how to make a, his kind of violin mm -hmm. and the method of playing that he uses. Yeah. And to see if we could do it and get them to play exactly like us. That would be a very interesting... Uh, <laughs> fall into the rut of, uh, of of the current education system mm -hmm. yeah it, although it would be no because you would have to teach them the freedom that you practice which is <laughs> kind of against the education currently anyway the current <laughs> model so <laughs> mm -hmm. um well, okay well, is ugliness a plausible pursuit for musicians or artists today or is this the equivalent of, of a musical pessimism dwelling on the nasty side of music? So do, um, do you enjoy the ugly side of music? Um, 
Well, I guess it depends on your meaning for the word ugly, because ugly means, uh, I think, something that unpleasant, repellent, something that you don't like. Right. So how can you like something that you don't like? Um, what about the word <laughs> noise? Does that um, have the same kind of underlying uh, idea to you? To most people, when they hear noise, they think something that they don't. It's something that they 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 reject as well. I mean, well, the um, the spasm band has been tagged of late as a noise uh, band. Yeah, but um, we never heard that term. Well, uh, I I mean, of course, the word noise would come up from time to time, even yes. among ourselves, talking about what we do. But we never called what we do noise. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, it was only when um, we went to Japan actually and heard the uh, some of the Jap some of the Japanese noise uh, bands um, that the term was applied to us. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but of course, um, noise. There's nothing ugly about noise, or necessarily right. ugly about noise. Uh, noise is. Uh, Music, I guess, uh, well, I shouldn't talk about music because I don't know, but um, uh, I don't know what music is, but um, mm -hmm. uh, I would imagine that music is considered to be uh, controlled uh, noise. Uh, so that, you know, you control it and you pick out the noises or sounds that, uh, that are pleasing or that uh, produce uh, certain effects or, or whatever. And... Um, and then you study them, you, you uh, learn the system of, um, of dealing with, uh, with those segments of mm -hmm. the sound spectrum that are uh, pleasing and acceptable as music. But uh, I uh, like the whole uh, spectrum. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it doesn't, I, like, I enjoy some areas more than others. I love to listen to music myself. Um, of uh, many different kinds, um, almost every different kind, with the exception of uh, pop uh, stuff or or popular country music, I'm afraid. <laughs> but um, uh, um, the um, I think that um, noise. Um, if you don't uh, include noise in your study of uh, sound, you're um, you're not a master of the uh, field. You know, you're just looking at one little area, and uh, so um, there's nothing wrong with people who specialize more in the area of what we generally consider noise than. Uh, uh, you know, then uh, as opposed to people who um, who just concentrate on pleasing sounds. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. That's <laughs> good. 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 Oh, uh, what's the difference between um, I put Bologna, Italy, and Peterborough, Ontario? Um, really, uh, none. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, everything and nothing, of course, uh, but uh, it's just another place. And um, uh, I'm always mystified, actually, by people who wish they were somewhere else uh, than yeah. where they are. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. what, are you, what are they saying? You know, that uh, I need a different set of people to make my life bearable, or, or I need a different landscape, maybe climate, I guess... Uh, um, 
okay, that's all right if you if you want to be warm instead of cold or but uh, I really think that that basically uh, when when you there's someone who's unhappy with the place they're in, it's you're talking to a parasite mm -hmm. rather than a contributor to the culture of the community. And um, so any place can be wonderful and any, any place can be hell. And every place is interesting and there's no corner of the earth uh, that isn't uh, uh, endlessly fascinating. Uh, whether it's a garbage dump or a gravel pit or, um, or a 2,000 year old uh, uh, civilization or, or whatever. So. Um, as long as you can keep the Americans with their war machine away from where you're living, <laughs> then uh, I think that um, you should, uh, if you aren't happy with it, you should uh, help make it a place that uh, you're happy with. So, and there are little places, uh, I mean, I, you have to admit, of course, that there are places that are dull and boring, and uh, and the the culture, the society there has evolved in a dull and boring way, a conservative and unadventurous and unambitious mm -hmm. way where they're just sort of killing time till they're dead. Um, but uh, if you happen to be in one, I think that um, you can do an awful lot to make it more interesting. And, you know, I, I've said this before to other people, but with in the case of um, the Spasm Band, uh, and the group of artists uh, is centered in London, Ontario. We lived in a boring town, although there were some interesting uh, things about it. But yeah. um, uh, so, in a uh, maybe un unintentionally, we were trying to create a parallel um, uh, culture and city, and the Spasm Band was one part of that. Mm. We weren't happy with um, Guy Lombardo and the Royal Canadians, or. Uh, some of the other groups, yeah. uh, although they were okay, yeah. and we weren't happy with the um, kind of music that we had to listen to on on commercial radio, and um, uh, so we made a band of our own, and we made a music of our own, and we also made a, uh, a magazine to try to replace the London Free Press, mm -hmm. and um, we made uh, we uh, a picnic uh, to sort of. Um, Em, not emulate, but uh, parallel the picnics of uh, uh, businesses or companies or uh, whatever that, that people went to. Um, and, you know, a whole lot of other sort of cultural manifestations that we did that were just to replace the dull world that we found ourselves born into uh, with mm. something exciting. And it worked to a large extent. And, of course, the, the ones making art were also... Um, making something new to replace the imitative stuff that was uh, generally shown at the London Art Gallery. That's what I, when I, when we met at the um, Brampton Indie Arts Festival, that's what, uh, is it John McIntyre? Hugh McIntyre? No, John... Uh, John Clement. Clement, sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. John Clement mentioned to me, he said, mm. Why are you guys doing this? I said, because there's nothing else to do here. He said, it sounds familiar. And I, said, I think I think it's possible to to mm -hmm. create something in your community that mm -hmm. that makes you stand out and makes you different and makes your community subsequently have a face, mm -hmm. right? As opposed yes. to Home Depot, yes, definitely being the face on every community. I mean, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, no nobody is going to come to your town. Um, 
to see the company that made uh, uh, a bigger profit last year than it yeah. did uh, the previous year. Right. <laughs> or nobody is going to come to see the um, folding chairs that uh, this company manufactures, you know, or uh, to celebrate the um, the uh, 300 people who are employed by this company. All those things are kind of important, I guess, to uh, help people put bread on the table, mm -hmm. but um, um, they're not remembered. No, uh, I don't think they define the identity of a community. No, no. And um, uh, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the creative stuff that's mm -hmm. remembered, if anything is remembered, and that is uh, cared about. Mm -hmm. in the long term. We live in a country of weirdos indeed, John. Thank you so much for your time and insight. We're going to go out this hairy Christmas with a disastrous tale that I wrote around the same time of this interview, in fact. This is a story called Magnified Lyle, and it's narrated by none other than Bill Exley, the lead singer, <laughs> I guess the principal lead singer, of the Nihilist Spasm Band. We'll see you again soon on Industry Tactics. Thank you, Swish Alley. Magnified Lyle. Lyle loved to burn the ants. With the August sun, he'd burn each one. His mother would read disposable lit while Lyle lit the critters dead. Mother sucked blue martinis, her melanoma chuckled. One day Lyle set the queen ant on fire and she cuddled the king ant in bed. The king ant burned and kissed his mistress. The mistress slept with the entire colony and the fire spread like fire. The ant hole burnt a leaf and the leaf burnt the big fig tree. The grass set on fire and burnt Lyle's toes. Then Lyle and his mother set ablaze. The blue martini and the boring book turned orange red with fire. Lyle's flesh peeled away quickly and the bones turned into black soot. Eventually they pooped into the air like whoopee from a cushion. and the phone lines, electrical lines, and cable television lines all set on fire. The roots of civilization fried. Lyle's hometown was under flames. His father called home from the office. The phone set his cheek on fire, and then his secretary was immediately baptized in flame beneath him. The death went crackle with fire sounds. The building burned down to the burning ground.
The crossing guards, the kids, the cabbies, the beggars, the churches, the graveyards were all on fire. The birds tried to fly away, but they would all fall with time. One lady was on the telephone long distance with her sister out in Paraguay, and soon her sister's face burned right off and she died. Paraguay was Pompeii. Firefighters tried hard to keep Lyle's fire contained. They pulled big buckets of water from the sea to kill the fire. By accident, they grabbed a whale with a giant bucket and threw it into the fire. The great sea mammal began to flip around in the flames and said, You humans sure are stupid. Then it burst into a million chunks of flaming blubber, feeding the fire good. It was no use. Nobody could keep that fire down. No sanction could oppress it. Soon the White House turned back to its original black. The races were all of one melted pot of charred flesh and butter. Once the President of the United States saw that there was no hope in saving America from Lyle's fire, he pressed a button. Magnified Lyle was composed and produced by Friendly Rich between January and August 2003. The Pumpkin Pie Corporation would like to credit the following recording artists in the order of their appearance. Narration, Bill Exley. Harp, Kristen Moss. Guitar, Richard Marcella. Footstomps, 150 grade 4 students. Bass, Martin Smith. Tenor saxophone, Rob Mosher. Drum kit, Kevin Brow. Carillons, Michael Hart. Clarinet and Thurman, Rich Marcella. Drunken singing, Vincent Marcella. Accordion, David Carolano. Fire engine, courtesy of the Brampton Fire Department. All fully produced by Friendly Rich. Birds, caddis, crickets, flies, and water sounds all stolen from the city of Brampton without their permission. For more information, visit www.friendlyrich.com.